Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 1 Chronicles chapter 19. In the course of time, Nahash, king of the Ammonites, died, and his son succeeded him as king. David thought, I will show kindness to Hanun, son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. So David sent a delegation to express his sympathy to Hanun concerning his father. When David's envoys came to Hanun in the land of the Ammonites to express sympathy to him, the Ammonite commanders said to Hanun, Do you really think David is honoring your father by sending envoys to you to express sympathy? Haven't his envoys come to you only to explore and spy out the country and overthrow it? So Hanun seized David's envoys. He shaved them and cut off their garments at the buttocks and sent them away. When someone came and told David about the men, he sent messengers to meet them, for they were greatly humiliated. The king said, Stay at Jericho until your beards have grown, and then come back. When the Ammonites realized that they had become obnoxious to David, Hanun, king of the Ammonites, sent a thousand talents of silver to hire chariots and charioteers from Aram Naharim, Aram Meka, and Zobah. They hired 32,000 chariots and charioteers, as well as the king of Mecca with his troops, who came and camped near Mediba, while the Ammonites were mustered from their towns and moved out for battle. On hearing this, David sent Joab out with the entire army of fighting men. The Ammonites came out and drew up in battle formation at the entrance to their city, while the kings who had come were by themselves in the open country. Joab saw that there were battle lines in front of him and behind him. So he selected some of the best troops in Israel and deployed them against the Arameans. He put the rest of the men under the command of Abishai, his brother, and they were deployed against the Ammonites. Joab said, If the Arameans are too strong for me, then you are to rescue me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will rescue you. Be strong and let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. The Lord will do what is good in his sight. Then Joab and the troops with him advanced to fight the Arameans, and they fled before him. When the Ammonites realized that the Arameans were fleeing, they also fled before his brother Abishai and went inside the city. So Joab went back to Jerusalem. After the Arameans saw that they had been routed by Israel, they sent messengers and had Arameans brought from beyond the Euphrates River, with Shophak, the commander of Hadadezer's army, leading them. When David was told of this, he gathered all Israel and crossed the Jordan. He advanced against them and formed his battle lines opposite of them. David formed his lines to meet the Arameans in battle, and they fought against him. But they fled before Israel, and David killed 7,000 of their charioteers and 40,000 of their foot soldiers. He also killed Shophak, the commander of their army. When the vassals of Hadadezer saw that they had been routed by Israel, they made peace with David and became subject to him. So the Arameans were not willing to help the Ammonites anymore. 
some more of David's conquest. But first, an intended blessing was turned into a terrible curse and a terrible offense. David sent a delegation to comfort the son of his deceased friend, and his intentions were honorable. And so we read in verse 1, In the course of time, Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, died, and his son succeeded him as king. David thought, I will show kindness to Hanun, son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. Now, that's pretty straightforward. The father was a decent man. He was decent towards David when David was coming along and David remembered him favorably. So David wanted to extend the the right hand of friendship, if you will, to the son of this man, Nahash, who had blessed him previously. So David sent out a delegation to express his sympathy. Now, that's, again, very straightforward. But the Ammonite commanders said to the young king, Hanun, Do you really think David is honoring your father by sending envoys to you to express sympathy? Haven't his envoys come to you only to explore and spy out the country and overthrow it? And so they they raised the specter of suspicion against David's motivations. They took something legitimate and honorable and even kind, and they made it um, nefarious. They made it seem evil and threatening. So this Hanun seized David's men, and he shaved them and cut off their garments, and the the Bible says that their buttocks, at their behinds, um, the word buttocks for some reason makes me smile, but uh, at their butts, they cut cut their garments off, their robes off short, and they sent them away. Now, this was terribly offensive. This idea of the cutting the garments off and possibly exposing part of their behinds obviously is offensive. But the idea of of shaving off their beards doesn't sound uh, deeply distressing to us. But think about it this way. If you were to take an observant Muslim man who is not allowed to cut off his beard and um, shaved his beard, this would be a, a religious affront, a religious insult, a very deeply held insult. And so shaving off their beards, um, Jewish men oftentimes uh, also did not shave their beards. There's actually a prohibition in the, the Torah, the law of Moses, against cutting off the sides of your beard too short. And so a lot of them grew their beards long as well. Anyway, they were deliberately offensive to David's um, envoys. And somebody came and told David that the men had been treated this way. And David told the men to stay in Jericho and basically hide out. Get you some new robes, boys, and um, let your beards grow back, and then you can come home. Meanwhile, when the Ammonites realized that they had deeply offended David, they sent for mercenaries. And so they sent uh, silver, a thousand talents of silver, to hire chariots and charioteers. They hired 22,000 chariots. Now, this was... In the old days, this was the equivalent of um, tanks. I mean, these were almost weapons of mass destruction. When you had a a chariot against troops on foot, there was no contest. So 32,000 chariots and charioteers was the number they hired with this thousand talents of silver. That was quite impressive. And uh, if that were all there were, that would be enough. But they also hired the troops from the king of Mecca who came with them, and the various Ammonites were mustered for battle as well, the foot soldiers. So David's army was led um, by Joab and Joab's brother Abishai. It's a little bit um, amusing. Joab had a couple of faith statements, you know, 
they seem almost laughable at, at first, but listen to what Joab said in verse 12. If the Arameans are too strong for me, then you are to rescue me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I'll rescue you. Now, Joab didn't leave the possibility of both groups being too strong. He was, he was like full of faith. You know, we're definitely going to win on one side or the other. Whichever one of us is doing the best, come help out the other if we get in trouble. And so no, no wiggle room for both of them being overwhelmed at the same time. And then he makes this powerful statement of what I consider a faith statement. He says, be strong and let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. The Lord will do what is good in his sight, Joab said. Now, Joab at times was um, not a very savory character. He caused David a lot of trouble. But in this particular battle, I think he was everything you would want in a commanding general. And uh, his statements of faith were, were moving and effective. And so they, they went out and um, defeated the Armenian army. In verse 16, when the Armenians saw that they had been routed by Israel, they sent messengers and had more Armenians brought, um, along with the remnant of Hadadezer's army and their commander. When David was told of this additional group that was moving up to reinforce the defeated army, he himself came out and gathered the rest of the troops and went against them. In verse 18, we read that they fled before Israel, and David killed 7,000 of their charioteers and 40,000 of their foot soldiers. And so uh, he killed the commander of the army, and of course they made peace with David, and then they became subject to him. So now think about this. David sends out a delegation to comfort the son of his friend. David would have been a great ally. But the friend was told by certain advisors that David was not to be trusted. This caused suspicion of David's motives. The bad advice really led the man astray. And apparently there was some insecurity there. This um, Hanan must have been subject to some insecurity. But let's apply that to our lives. Sometimes, friends, we, we question the motives or the motivations of others. Honestly, people, um, what if themselves into a lot of bad situations that are not intended? For me, you almost have to deliberately offend me, and even then, sometimes I miss it. I'm not suspicious of people's motivations by and large. It's very unusual for me not to accept someone at, at face value. But not only is it good to be secure and not terribly suspicious of bad motives, it's really important that we not take bad advice. And so we need to surround ourselves with wise counselors. In important decisions, we need to seek out wise counselors. So, Lord, um, uh, we pray that we would not be suspicious of people that have honorable intentions. Lord David's intentions were obviously honorable, but he was given bad advice. Lord, help us not to receive bad advice. Help us not to be insecure. Let us be secure in our identity with you. And Lord, we ask that you would fight our battles. Just like David had uh, Joab and his brother Abishai to go and fight, Lord, we pray that you, our God, our Lord and our Savior, would fight every battle, every army, every weapon that's raised against us. You would defeat them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. 
If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.